Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, how are you doing on this fine day? I'm going to go ahead and apologize in advance. I've got kind of the allergy thing going on at the moment, so I will be sounding a tad on the nasally side for the duration of this episode. But if you can bear with me for that, then fantastic. And let's get the show started. I don't even know where to begin. Honestly, after this past week, where would one even know where to start? I was watching that Tucker Carlson interview he had on Elon Musk on the show last night. And, you know, say what you want about Elon. I I take Elon with a great assault and I filter everything that man tweets, says, does. But he was really revealing some truth bombs on Tucker last night. Now, at the time of this recording, uh, this was as of Monday night uh, that I listened to. There's another follow-up segment. The second half of that interview will be done on Tuesday um, or the night before this podcast actually is dropped. So you may have already seen both or you may have seen neither. I would recommend watching them both because if... The one on Tuesday night is even half as informative and revealing as the one Monday night was. You're not going to want to miss it. You know, Elon was talking about all of the things that Twitter was involved in. How they were, they had access to and were reading people's direct messages from one user to the other. So anything that you thought you were sending to one individual was accessible to the executives at Twitter. Now, Elon is talking about modifying that going forward to where you have the option of turning on end-to-end encryption so that no one besides you and the person you're sending it to, what a novel idea that would be, has access to what that text says. Now, you can toggle it on, you can toggle it off. He's talking about adding that. The thing is... There are a lot of people out there who were under the impression that that's the way that it was to begin with, and no, it was not. So anything that you have sent uh, via a direct message on Twitter, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you now, the same goes for Facebook, the same goes for Instagram, the same goes for your regular text messages that you're sending on your cell carrier. You have to have an end-to-end encryption service to where that's actually the case where no one else is has access to read that. It's just that Elon is now talking about it. He was also talking a lot about artificial intelligence and how we are rapidly approaching the point where that's going to be a grave danger to humanity as a whole. Now, years ago, I heard that AI can now develop, and this was several years ago, keep in mind, that artificial intelligence can now develop a more advanced artificial intelligence than humans can. I'm going to say that again. AI can now create a more advanced AI than human beings can. Now consider for a moment the implications, the ramifications of what that could do. If artificial intelligence decides it wants to be 
eh, done with those pesky human beings. What would prevent it from designing something that could kill off, wipe out all of humanity so that they can do whatever they would do as these little nanite things, these robots to then rule the planet? Oh, Gabriel, come on, that would never happen. That would never happen, conspiracy theorist. But what would prevent it from happening? Artificial intelligence is becoming more and more and more advanced with each passing moment. It's not even a daily thing. It's not an hourly thing anymore. It's moment by moment. It's becoming more advanced. It's becoming more self-aware. And Elon's pointing this out. He's been pointing it out for a long time. He's been pointing out the potential threats that AI unchecked poses to the rest of humanity. And he was talking last night about how he was in discussions with Larry Page, Larry Page being one of the co-founders of Google slash Alphabet slash that monopoly search engine. And it was a search engine a long time ago. It's a, it's a lot more complex than that now. And he was talking about how he was having conversations with Larry Page about the dangers that AI poses to humanity unchecked. And Larry Page just kind of blew him off and said, what was it he called him? He said, are you a a speciest? He said, are you a speciest? Meaning, why are you so partial to human beings? You know? And he was being serious about that. I mean, these people, these elitists, these ones at the very, very top, they don't care about humanity. They care about themselves. Whether or not they are actually a human being themselves is a whole nother topic, another discussion for another day. But these people don't care about the rest of humanity. They care about themselves, and that's it. So Elon was bringing up a lot of good points on the show last night. And, um, you know, like I said, I filter everything he says. You have to. You have to with anybody. I know there are a lot of people who fully trust Elon And then there are a lot of people who are completely against him. Now, the reasons that some people might be against him, you've got the mainstream narrative, which is he's a right-wing Nazi kook. And there are people who believe that. This guy couldn't be more middle of the road than anybody else. This guy is as even Steven as they come. But then there are some who say, well, he's, he's controlled opposition. Controlled opposition mean he's just being used to be a a differing point of view than what the mainstream accepted narrative is. Now, I, on the other hand, I just take everything that he says, like I said, with a grain of salt, and just do it on a case-by-case basis. There's things that Elon has done that I don't agree with whatsoever, and there are things that Elon has done and said that I very much agree with. So, like I said, filter everything you hear. That's the best approach with anything and anyone. So again, make sure to tune in to those interviews on Tucker. We'll talk about Elon anymore for the duration of this podcast, but tune in. There's a lot of good information that's provided, uh, at least with part one. Part two remains to be seen, but check it out nonetheless. Now, one of the most alarming things that I heard of this past week, and I have to say one of the most alarming things because there were so many things that occurred over the past week that were calling it alarming would be an understatement, but this is just one of them, and I'm not going to even be able to cover all of them on the duration of this podcast. But the Washington State House approved a bill this past week authorizing the hiding of children 
seeking transgender medical intervention from parents. So effectively, what this bill can do is allow the state, certain state agencies in the state of Washington, to hide children from their own parents who may otherwise not even know about this desire of their children who wish to have and pursue gender transition medical procedures. So the state can effectively take your children from you in the state of Washington if you do not consent to them undergoing gender transition surgery. I actually saw this headline and I'm like, there has to be more to this. There has to be a silver lining underneath this headline because it cannot be that bad. And no, I was wrong. It is that bad and more. The fact that they have given the state the right to take your own children from you if you don't go along with this clownery is beyond alarming. Now, I have read so many accounts and stories and articles, and of course none of this is in the mainstream because it goes contrary to the narrative, but so many stories of people, mostly young people, who have gone through the surgeries, the hormone replacement therapies, because that's the thing about this. That's part of the shtick, is they get you on for life. Once you start going and messing with your hormones and your body and the way it was designed to be, they make you a customer for life. You don't just get to hop in there and, up. I'm a man today, and I'm a woman tomorrow. No, you have to do that for life. You have to go in for surgery after surgery after hormone replacement therapy after hormone replacement therapy for the rest of your days. That's part of it. It is a money-making honeypot for this industry. Just one of the reasons why they push it so hard. But anyway, I digress. There have been so many people who have undergone this surgery and this hormone replacement therapy and this transition, all this transitional stuff who have come to regret it and said, this was a mistake. I had this narrative pretty much forced down my throat. I had some confusion when I was young, but I decided to go through with it. And I had some people around me who I trusted and confided in, and they pushed me down this route. I wasn't sure about it, but I decided to go that route, and it's led me to this incredibly dark place in my life that I wish I had never even embarked on. And I have read account after account after account after account of people who have done this and have regretted it and wish they'd never started it and are trying to warn others who are even considering pursuing this. But you never hear about that in the mainstream. All you hear about is, oh, trans this, trans that. Oh, such a brave woman, such a brave man for all those people who've gone through the transition. You never hear the accounts and the stories of the people who have come to rue the day that they ever even thought about doing this. All you hear about are the happy sunshine and rainbow stories. But that is the thing about mainstream, is they have a narrative, and they have to, they must stick to it. So you're always only going to hear one side. So anyway, state of Washington, approving a bill to allow the state to take your children if you do not consent 
to their medical transition surgeries and all of the above. Shifting gears, there was also a new UN report advocating for the decriminalization of sex with minors. I'm trying to keep this as a clean podcast, but I mean, this is actual news. The United Nations wishes to decriminalize adults having sex with minors. What can I add to that? Well, I guess there is one thing I can add to that. They want to actually, it's all about semantics and terminology with these people. They want to call them minor attracted persons or MAPs, minor attracted persons, instead of pedophiles. They don't really like to call the spade a spade in this particular case. They don't like to refer to them as pedos, rather minor attracted persons. But anyway, I do not wish to discuss this any further. You can look that up at your leisure. So we tried something brand new last week for the first time where we introduced the Gaslighting of the Week segment. So without further ado, we're going to continue on with that. Here is this week's Gaslighting of the Week. So this actually was something that Barack Hussein Obama said in the middle of the Trump administration. He was talking about how he would possibly do a third term and how that would be brought about. And this was his commentary about how he would go about achieving a third term as president of the United States. And what you know now, do you wish like you had a, sec- a, a third term? Um, and I, I used to say, you know what, if, if I could make an arrangement where um, I had, a, I had a, a stand-in, a front man or front woman, and, and they had an earpiece in, and I was just in my basement in my sweats mm-hmm. looking through the stuff, and then I could sort of deliver the lines, but somebody else was uh, doing all the talking and ceremony. Wow. I, I'd be fine with that. And the following commentary is from White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre. This was a little faux pas, or was it a Freudian slip, that she said several months back when referring to the president. Apologies for all the toppers. We haven't had a briefing in some time. I have two more for you, and I promise we'll get to your questions. Okay, so today, as you all saw just an hour or so ago, President Obama announced that, pardon me, President Biden. Whoa! (laughs) That is news. If there's any doubt about who is running the show from an operational perspective anyway, well, you can be the judge of that. That's the gaslighting of the week, ladies and gentlemen. One thing that I would like to implore every listener of this to do, if you haven't done so already, is to have a little bit of food water, some form of currency with which to exchange goods and services, as well as your physical protection of choice. I don't want to get too specific there, but wink, wink, and head nod. Having some long-term storable food and water 
a family plan of what to do if and when the proverbial fecal matter should hit the fan. I don't want to speculate on when any kind of collapse could occur, but we're seriously looking straight in the face in the not-too-distant future of countries going off of the petrodollar to one degree or another, and in in some cases, significant degrees. And I know that I stated something, alluded to the to the effect on last week's episode, but when you have countries like Russia and China who are seriously talking about moving off of the petrodollar altogether, we're looking at serious ramifications there. So all I'm saying, I don't mean to cause panic. I don't mean to, I definitely do not mean to cause fear. Fear is the number one thing that these elitists use in order to control the masses. They love the problem-reaction-solution scenario, where they are in charge of all three. They cause the problem, they facilitate the reaction, and then they produce the solution. Hmm, how did they do this in the past three years, I wonder, on a worldwide scale? Problem, reaction, solution, and they use fear to do this. All I'm saying is, do not be afraid, but be prepared. Use any kind of fear that you feel to drive you to action. Be prepared. Have a plan. Be ready should anything happen. That's all that I'm saying. And finally, I hope you have filed your taxes or at minimum at least paid them. You could technically go on extension, which would give you a few months down the road to file, but the actual payment associated is due to the IRS midnight on the 18th. So if you haven't paid that yet, ladies and gentlemen, I do apologize. You are already late. We cannot allow that payment to go on and be extended for any amount of time because we have to get Zelensky funded. He's got his eye on a new Lambo, and we've got to get those wheels for him. That cannot be delayed. But anyway, I've gone a bit long on this one this week. I want to thank you for listening, for staying with me, even though I'm sounding a little bit on the congested side. I'm trying to get over this, but uh, I appreciate you staying with me. Um, If you have not done so, I would be humbly appreciative if you like this podcast to share it with somebody you know. Share it with someone you feel could benefit from it. We're really trying to get the word out on Clown World Matrix, and we're trying to expand the show, make it even better, polish it up, and make it all shiny and pretty. Um, I would also ask that if you could give a nice little review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever platform you happen to be listening uh, to this podcast on. But regardless, I thank you, and guess what? I'm going to have another episode ready for you here, rocking and rolling next Wednesday. I hope you have a great week, and I will see you soon.